Hey, hey Brandy. How are you? How are I'm doing good. You look good. Thank you. <laughs> Come on, braids. Yeah, girl, I had to go grab me some braids, you know. Oh, come Let's on, see. I'm just trying to get into. There we go. Awesome. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining. Make sure y'all share, swipe, and invite. But, okay, so, hey, Cheryl. So, hey, lady. Brandy, let's start with you. I want you to tell everyone who you are, what you do. So, of course, I'm Brandy. Um, outside of being a co-owner of Compound Queens, I am a business transformation coach. So, that means I help you with branding. I help you with getting clientele. Um, I help my clients with basically rehabbing and re-strategizing and brainstorming for their next big uh, marketing initiative. Um, and so apart from being uh, a part of Compound Queens, that's what I do. Um, serial entrepreneur, have multiple degrees, one in marketing, one in, uh, as I have an MBA in executive management. So, um, you know, I'm just out here living life, trying to pull it all together. <laughs> Not yeah, trying. We're going to take trying out of our vocabulary because you're doing it. Okay? Right. So let's, let's start though. You're right. You know I'm going to correct you every time, right? We got to help each other out. So Cheryl, drum roll, hey, please. Hey, Miss the Cheryl Mazik. Go ahead and let the people know who you are and what you do. Absolutely. I love the braids, Drinka. Love, love, love the braids. Thank you. Hey, hey, ladies. Hello, Compound Queens. I see you guys are in the house. So, um, I am the co-owner of Compound Queens with my beautiful sister, Brandy Walker, on the screen, y'all. And so um, outside of that, I am a faith coach. And so I help women um, heal so that they can live a life of purpose um, through online courses, through workbooks, through retreats, and also conferences, right? And so I also have an amazing free community where people can come and um, get their cup filled up every single day. We know as women and as business owners, we're constantly giving, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And nobody is there to pour into us, but guess what? I'm there, right? And ladies of faith over fear, I'm also a wife. I'm a mommy of five. I got five kids, y'all. <laughs> all stages, all ages. The oldest will be 24 at the end of this year in the the youngest will be eight. So it is always something going Busy. on up in this house, right? And, and so I just love to serve, serve, serve. So back at you, Drinka. Okay, so for anybody's first time seeing me, I am Drinka Carter. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I am on the Compound Queens leadership team. That's why I brought them in tonight to kind of talk about Compound Queens and what it has done for me and my business in these last six months that I've been on the leadership team, as well as to show y'all the opportunities that I give business owners and what I'm doing here to grow my podcast, grow my business, and different ways that you can market yourself, right, besides social media, besides your everyday post posting and reels and what all of the social media geniuses are telling you you need to be doing in your business, which those are essential pieces. However, there's other things that you can be doing to market yourself and getting into communities and showing other ways that you can um, offer your services and products to people. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining. So my first question to you guys is what made you start your entrepreneurship journey? Can we go first? You can go first, sis. <laughs> All right. So I'll tell you guys, um, I didn't realize it until the other day I was talking to my parents, but my first time even being an entrepreneur was in like middle school. 
And this was like selling candy, making candy apples. Like I'm talking about seventh grade, you know? And I never really thought about that until the other day that I have truly been an entrepreneur at heart since even before middle school, right? I was learning how to braid hair, mm-hmm. doing people twisties and a donuts <laughs> in the neighborhood on, on the front porch. Right. You know, so I've always had it in for just working on my own. Um, you know, once I got to high school, you know, I worked at the grocery store, didn't really like it. I was like, yeah, I have to be doing something else. Um, right. So I think that entrepreneurship has kind of always just been instilled in me. Um, none of my parents were entrepreneurs, um, you know, when I was growing up. So I didn't really have anybody around me to teach me or show me the way. Um, everything that I learned back then and went to school to apply for the things that I do now, you know, it's just kind of things that I've just learned over the years. And um, what made me start it is just because I like the freedom. I like to make my own schedule. Right. I like to be there for my kids and all of their events. Mm-hmm. You know, the money comes. Right. right. Um, but for me, it's about satisfying people, helping people, serving people. Right. And helping people is the most important part that I like. I get a, satisf- a satisfaction out of that. Um, and so for me, that's that's why I got into entrepreneurship is because it just came natural. I'd rather do that than work for somebody. And I, I just can't. Anything. Go get a job and like I can't do it. Like <laughs> don't don't even refer me, okay? Cause I may quit. I'm, I'm not loyal. You're unemployable. <laughs> <laughs> so Brandon, you're a full time entrepreneur, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. So Cheryl, your answer is okay. So I'm like B. It started early and um, when I was little, right? Um, I was just like her. We would get the candies for sale with the M&Ms and all that stuff. You know how you get the little suitcase for sale. We would sell that and baby, we would go to Sam's and we would fill that sucker up <laughs> and we would resell it, right? Me and my friends, right? right. And so that's where it started. Man. I've just like I've always had the entrepreneur mindset when I was little. I used to always tell my mama, look, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm going to do something. I'm going to make a lot of money. And I'm going to take care of you, right? Um, It just always was inside of me. Um, Mm -hmm. From there, I actually started my entrepreneurial journey in 2013, if you want to say documented, right? Um, I was on Facebook. One of my friends hit me up through Messenger. was like, hey, look, I have an opportunity I want you to take a look at. It's changed my life. It's changed my family life. Um, I looked at a video. It made sense. And that's how I got into the direct sales industry. And so from there, it led me into personal development and growth, started to learn my purpose. And from there, that's how I got a chance to open up my faith coaching business and all of that. But it's been instilled in me, did not have um, examples just like me. My mom was a worker for somebody her whole life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad, he he worked for himself, but he was like a little freelance person. Mm-hmm. He didn't have like a real business when it comes to learning how to truly do entrepreneurship the right way. And so um, that's where it started for me. That's good. I, it's two similar journeys, but they're on their separate paths, and I like that. So I'm going to just tell you like how I got started in entrepreneurship. Um, similar to y'all's story, I was braiding hair in high school. So like everybody, like all the girls, all the boys, I was doing micro braids or these same type of plates, but they was like way smaller when we was back in high school. Yeah. So it used yep. to take like days and I used to, I don't even remember how much I used to charge back then. Like, but it was money to me as a teenager. So that was like my first entrepreneurial journey. And then I don't think I tapped back into entrepreneurship until after I had my daughter. And I started like a little thrift store for like all her clothes. And because she used to wear stuff like one time. And I'm like, 
I might as well sell this stuff. Like, you know how they have, like, Play-Doh's closet and all that. So I was like, I could do this. All her stuff is literally, like, fairly new. Worn one time. Washed one time. Bed never slept in. Like, oh, this stuff got to go. I'm about to make some money. I was in college at the time. So I'm like, this is something that I can do. That worked out. Then I went to, like, dental assistant school. And I had a couple of jobs. And I still came to the, the same conclusion that working is not for me. Um, so I started doing taxes, like right after I graduated from college. Um, that was like a slow process in the beginning, but I'm glad I didn't quit because, you know, look at me now. So I just want to say for any entrepreneurs, there's even working a nine to five and trying to be a, a, a part-time or a full-time entrepreneur, you can do it. Make sure that you're making the right choices. Don't let anybody buck you up to go ahead of your time or quit your job because you could do it. That's not faith advice a lot of times. Like, I want you to have a, a specific plan for when you're ready to jump out into full-time entrepreneurship because a lot of people make it look pretty and they have these photo shoots and these, fly, these flyers and stuff and these websites going on, but it's chaotic behind the scenes. So make sure when you're going into full-time entrepreneurship, am I right, ladies, that you need to have a concrete yes. plan. Um, if you can afford a team, get you a team. Make sure that you're able to go full-time in, in your business. That's me, Tommy. Somebody said, that's me, Tommy, in the comments. It mm -hmm. is. It's all about the right time. And all, that goes back to, like, comparing yourself, making sure that you're not comparing your journey to someone else's journey. All three of us started in entrepreneurship back then, but we didn't know it. Now that we have the mindset to think back and say, dang, I've been a hustler, or I've been an entrepreneur at heart, or I've been had this spirit or this mindset around me, I just didn't know the right blueprint, right? And that's what we give right. people on a daily basis now, blueprints. What's the blueprint? Like you're yep. a business transformation coach. I'm giving you the blueprint to your specific business in your specific industry, how to market, how to target the correct people, all of these different things and transforming your business into what you, what your vision is. Yeah. Yep. I agree with you, Drinka. If I can piggyback off of what you said, I'm actually still in corporate, right? Mm -hmm. I went back to corporate 2020. I was a full-time entrepreneur. I ended up being a full-time entrepreneur because I was laid off, right? Mm -hmm. I just say, I'm going to take a chance on myself, right? Not saying that I wasn't making money. I made money. But um, in a business that I was in, I made a decision to stop that business because the ethics of the person that we were in business with, they didn't line up with my ethics, right? Right. And so I went from making about five, six grand a month to zero a month. And so it's real as a full-time entrepreneur, right? Um, if you don't work, you don't eat. And so, like Drika said, you can be hyped up with all the things that's going on on Instagram. Yep. Instagram is highlights of people's life. And we get caught up as entrepreneurs like, I want that lifestyle. You can have it, but it, it's a journey. It is absolutely a journey. And if I can recommend anything, just like Drika, um, talk to God about that thing before you make the decision to leave the job. Right. I'd be like all the time. Yeah, I'm ready to go. But it might not be the time when God say it's time for me to go. And so when that time is the right time, he will lead you. So don't get hyped because of the grain. That's all I wanted to add. To that. <laughs> don't get. Listen, <laughs> what, uh, me and Goldie always call it app cap. Don't don't get hype over the app cap, because a lot of times. <laughs> People not living like that. And then again, like Cheryl said, they're not showing the fumbles. They're showing all the touchdowns and all the free throws and all the other things that's getting highlighted. It's always highlights. 
but it's not showing any fumbles. And sometimes people show their losses here and there, but then they get scrutinized or criticized for showing their losses. And then it's like, yep. oh, they begging. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or they want somebody yep. to feel sorry for them or listen to this story or they getting scrutinized or they getting all kind of flake from even being a genuine person. Because behind the business, yep. we're people at the end of the day. And I don't think that people give us that grace to be people anymore once you start a business and once they see you in hustle mode and they see you starting to see a peak of success or they start seeing um you know you getting in different crowds and different rooms and you getting in a different mindset or just a different space and you're not around the same old people are doing the same old things that you used to do so now it's like you're getting scrutinized for that so not just is entrepreneurship hard on a professional level but on a personal level of being an actual person and thinking about Dang, I have feelings. Hey, I need sleep. Hey, I need a day off. Hey, I need time with my kids. Hey, I need time with my husband. Hey, I need time with my friends. Hey, I need time for myself. I need time with the Lord. I need all these things too. And on and on and on. And it never ends, right? But people don't see that because what are we always showing? The grind, the hustle, the money. This is what we're showing as entrepreneurs. So people are, it's just like this, y'all. Let me put, how the preachers be saying, let me put it where you can reach it. Right? <laughs> let me put it where you can reach it. It's like this, y'all. So think about it all the time. If I'm showing you that all I do is hustle, I'm going to expect you to always be up when I call you. I'm going to expect you to always answer my text when I text you. I'm going to expect, because this is what you're showing me. You ain't showing me you sleep. You ain't showing me you're on vacation. You ain't showing me you enjoying the fruits of your labor. Right? Right. So this is what this is the expectations you're setting in your business. You're not setting no boundaries. You're not saying, hey, this is my office hours. I'm not working before this time or after this. You're not doing any of those things. Mm-hmm. Right. How are you going to expect people to, to hey, respect your boundaries and you never set them up? Come on, man. I agree. 100%. And I'm going to piggyback off of that, right? One of the things that Charlotte and I are really, really big on is our children. Right. You got business time. You got hubby time. You got family time. You got, like you said, all of these different buckets that you got to pour into to maintain. Right. Um, But one of the most important things is being there for your children. Right. Some people don't see uh, mom guilt like mom guilt is real. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. Talk about it. (laughs) So sometimes we find ourselves over trying to overcompensate. You know, by buying them things, by giving them things in exchange for our time, right? And again, that's one of the things that people don't talk about is mom guilt. And mm-hmm. it's like real, real, right? Um, and so one of the things that, you know, Cheryl and I in Compound Queens try to make sure that we impound on is spending time with your kids. If your kids walk up and you having a conversation on a business call, acknowledge them, mm-hmm. right? One second, y'all, and put them on mute. Acknowledge them because you don't ever want your kids to feel like business came before them, or you don't you you know that because then that begins to weigh on you and how you conduct business. Right, right. You start feeling like okay, I got to put this call on hold because of X, Y, and Z. So really, what it boils down to is time management. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know when you start talking about entrepreneurship and women in business, which is why I think there are so many outlets for women in business. You see so many so many outlets for women in business, but it's because Right. As women, we like to stick together. We want to uplift each other and all day. But nobody talks about the mom guilt. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks. Nobody does but, not. That's why I was. Ex- I got excited when you even said it, because that's true. 
That is so true. It's like we didn't get into these businesses to not be to not have that freedom to say, hold on, I got to work. Hold on, I got to take this call. Hold on, I got to catch this meeting. I, I literally before we got on this live, I just told my daughter, we didn't work out none this week. I said, you know, I want to work out four times a week. So we work out together. So we started that like maybe a couple of weeks ago. So last week we really started checking off on our calendar. Okay, we were working out today together um, and stuff like that. So I literally just told her, I said, oh, we didn't work out. You got to be my accountability partner four days a week. That's our little time together. I say, if we don't go right after you get out of school, we're going to go around six or seven. But, you know, these are the two days I go live. So let's make sure that on the rest of the days, you saying, hey, mom, we need to go work out. Don't let me lounge around. Don't let me say, oh, I'm cooking or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. Let's go work out, mom. You say we're going to work out. Mm-hmm. Make it a priority so we can actually go and do what we're saying that we're doing because... That's still something that we need to do. Like I said, she's about to make 15. So in a few years, she's going to be going to college. So I'm not going to have that time. Like you just said, I'm not going to have that time. Y'all have more kids and more time to spend, even though each child is different, right? But you still need that that time, that connection, why they still want it. Because guess what? Some teachers don't even want to be around their parents. When they get to a certain age. That's it. When they get to a certain age. Mm Mm-hmm. And they think they know everything when they get to a certain age. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all ages. <laughs> all kids, right? That's I that's guess. all kids. Hey, I got a five-year-old turning 40 next week, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, girl, sit down. Right? And I think mom guilt is like something that is like continuous. Like that's something that you always just have to work at. Something that you have to always just be uh, intentional about, mm-hmm. um, and like like always social like football practice. My son going to football practice. We ain't missing football practice for no meeting. If that means I gotta take the meeting in the car, then that's what it be. That's what it is. <laughs> right? And guess what? Many times you be in the car. <laughs> yep. I mean, you, you gotta do what you gotta do. Guess what? Yesterday. Um, we was going on date night. She was going on a little um birthday dinner with her friends. Guess what? I had to take the call in the car. I had to do what I had to do. I had to get on live in the car. Cause I was not gonna reschedule. I'm like, nope, that's unprofessional. I'ma take it in the car and we gotta do what we gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> so y'all absolutely. How did you say Brandy mentioned time management? How do y'all balance mom life, work life? What's the time? Give me some tricks for time management, y'all. <laughs> That's a good part. I'm about to say, I think that, like, you know how some people be like work life balance, right? I think me and Sean had this debate like two years ago, right? About what is really like work life balance and is that even real? Um, my answer, I don't know, remember what your answer was, but I don't think there is a such thing. Right. I think you just have to pick and choose your battles. Right. You have to actually do time management. You have to set routines. Right. Like you said, you know, you want to go work out four times a week. OK, this is what we do. OK, my the prioritizing my lives is important. And want to work out. My daughter is important. OK, my lives is every Tuesday and Thursday. OK, but we want to work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Yep. And at these times. Right. And actually sticking to it. Um, most business owners, when they first get into entrepreneurship, I would even say that first year, mm-hmm. they are just working without a calendar and working without a schedule because they just like the idea of not having a clock in. Right. But in reality, as 
entrepreneur, you still have to work on a schedule. You still have to set your time. I'm doing this from this, you know, from eight to nine. You know, I'm getting myself together. I'm getting dressed. I go work out, whatever. At nine o'clock, my calendar starts. I take my exactly. first consultation at time, what have you. My meetings in between this time and when people reach out to you, you say, listen, I only take meetings on Tuesdays and Thursdays from one to three. Right. Not, you can't just be answering the phone and taking a call that takes two hours and now your whole schedule right. is thrown off. And that goes, that's why that goes back to the boundaries. Right. Sometimes, people, like you said, boundaries. Sometimes that's why people, when they go to your website or they go to your link tree and they're trying to talk to you or get, get you to call them and you send them your calendar link. Or your, your booking or your, you know, and then they see, oh, I got to pay $25 to talk to her. Oh, that's <laughs> that. I ain't paying that, right? But hmm. some people just don't realize, like, your time is valuable. Yeah, you got to pay me $25 if I got to take time to go sit in a car and talk to you because this is the time with my son. Mm-hmm. So my son, he like to go, and before every game, he like to go get gloves at Academy. I'm like, listen, we don't buy gloves every game. Every, every. <laughs> Full time job, so I have to work things around being that 
you know, being on the job for eight hours, I'm blessed to do it from home. So that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to make the things a priority. And it, it can be a struggle sometimes, if I can be honest, if I can be transparent. Definitely want work. you to be transparent. We don't want, <laughs> we don't want you coming over here with, with the fake vibes, you know? Going from work to logging off from work to taking care of the kids, then from taking care of the kids to doing business for about two to three hours, then from there to doing, you know, so if I didn't have kids to help in that process, to help with the other kids, it would really be all over the place. Right. So just really making sure that you have those schedules in place is really big with home life balance, if that's what you want to try to, you know, have some type of balance. So that's what I would say. Definitely got to have a schedule, got to have a routine. You got to say no. I think that's the one thing that we missed. Um, And it's kind of the same, one and the same, but actually saying no to certain stuff, actually saying, no, I cannot come. No, I cannot do this. No, I cannot assist you at this moment. Whatever that no is for you, stand firm and then, no, I can't do it right now because, like for me, for instance, I just worked 108 days straight on day 109. No, I can't do nothing <laughs> for nobody. I just told y'all I was working all the way 108 days straight, and that was it. I'm taking a break. I'll see y'all in a few weeks. Give me a moment. I still have to do this because this is my commitment. Of course, I'm going to do my lives and my podcasts and my meetups with y'all. But as for taking clients on a nine-to-five basis like I've been doing for the past 108 days, no, I am not. I will resume taking clients on May 6th. My com- my company is still open. We're still operating. However, I am on break. Yeah, that's a boundary. That's right. You gotta you gotta set it and stand firm on it. People will call you and still be like, "Hey, can you just do this?" For-? And I know if I grab my computer, I'm gonna just do it for you, and then I'm gonna just do it for the next person, and then the I never person. got off. Mhm. And so on and so on and so on. I really want people <laughs> to understand like entrepreneurship is not working your fingers to the bone. Yeah. It's not always the hustle. Go ahead, be um, If I can be transparent, I still struggle with saying no, right? Um, and it really ain't no excuse. I just really like helping people. Um, and w- what I don't do instead of me just flat out saying no, I just don't answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's, and I'll call them back tomorrow when I got more time on my hands, right? When I got a little bit more time to talk about it or whatever. Um, but even, you know, just as an entrepreneur, every single day we are learning, we're growing, um, even in the ways that, you know, people would still feel like, oh, you should be comfortable. You've been doing this, you know, full-time entrepreneurship thing already three, four years. You should be comfortable. There are still things that we learn, um, even year seven, year eight, year nine, right? Um, you have to continuously yes. be able to perfect those areas. But I still have a problem with saying no. <laughs> Saying, I think the top three things that it's hard to do in entrepreneurship when you're trying to grow is saying no, um, automation, and delegation. That was my three hardest things. What y'all think y'all top three hardest things in entrepreneurship challenges have been? I would say... Oh, go ahead, B. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for me... Um, I don't say automation. Well, I just got my, I just got all of my automations together. So I guess you could say automations, knowing what automations to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say a challenge as an earlier, in my earlier entrepreneurship days is 
not saying no to opportunities that would come my way. I would put too much on my plate, like right. trying to do multiple things at one time. And so as an entrepreneur, as you grow, you learn that you have to master one thing before you try to bring other things on the plate. That's and good. so that's, that's one good. of the things that, that, um, that I would say. And then the second one will probably be, I mean, the third one would probably be, mm, I guess time management was kind of hard for me in the beginning. So I would say those. Those are my three. Okay. Delegation is hard for me. So, get better with that. Look at that. Delegation is hard for me, but I'm trying. So for me, I will say, I wouldn't say, well, y'all already know my number one is saying no. <laughs> um, number two, I wouldn't say delegation, right? I really don't even know what to call it, so maybe y'all can help me. Great. I wouldn't say delegation. Right, because I worked 12 years in operations at McDonald's. So it was easy for me. Hey, such and such, I need you to do X, Y, and Z, right? Mm -hmm. It was very easy for me. But when it comes to my own business as an entrepreneur, it is hard for me to let other people take control of certain areas. And what I mean by that is making my content. I'm particular. Like, if I don't like it, I'm too nice to be like, I don't like that. <laughs> right, I will because I'm paying for it, but I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, right? But oh no, you, you know, gotta like oh it. no, you gotta get out of it because it's not about this her. Is what I'm, so Charlotte feelings. tell you, Charlotte tell you, see, Brandy is the hard, Brandy the hard when I'm the easy way. Like I'll be I, like, when we do stuff, we'll be like, look, let me tell you now, <laughs> B is very particular about what it is that she do and what it is that we're looking for. Okay. So we ain't trying to hurt your feelings if you don't meet the bar, but I'm telling you up front. <laughs> so listen, y'all, I used to not be particular since we right there. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to let you say your last one too. But like I used to be not, I used to just take whatever like my graphic designer did. I'm, oh my God. Wow. It, and everything. Right. But that was more so of, I didn't have the vision that I wanted. I allowed her to just you know, Freedom. use her vision. And now I have more of a vision, so I know both of my graphic designers on here, and they're going to say, yeah, she's very particular. I'd be like, nope, I don't like that. Fine. Change this E, do this. I'm always telling them something now, whereas before, I probably was a breeze. Like, now it's like, oh my God, she always has some kind of change, and it's something that she gave me or whatever, but it's still a change in it. So I, I do understand getting particular, like, later on. And initially, you probably wasn't like that. You probably let stuff slide if you were scared to tell people, you know, so much. And if you do that so much, it, you become that type of consumer. Like, I'm going to just, oh, they mess my food up. I'm going to just let it, I'm going to just take the onions off myself. Or I'm a, you, you don't want to be that person. And I'm about to say, you know, I worked at McDonald's, right? And I worked in operations. So when I go places in my food bag, I don't even complain. I don't. But as a business owner, I, I usually give people that disclaimer up front. But, you know, I try to work with people and give people opportunity, give people a chance. So I'm like, if you can't do it, be upfront and honest and say, I'm stepping outside of my, you stretching me, right? And I will work with you to get it done. But like, I'm just, I'm very particular, like, if I don't see it, if my eyeballs ain't meeting the content and it ain't there, mm -hmm. it's hard for me to delegate that type of stuff when it's, you know, when I'm particular about how it looks, the aesthetics. So, a real big one. So, that. do you feel as though, since we there, so let's stay there, do you feel as though that's something that eventually you'll be able to allow somebody to 
We ain't gonna have no choice. Yes, I'm answering for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, right? I don't have a choice now. I have multiple businesses. I don't have time to create content for all four businesses, right? There are some things, even at Compound Queens, I let slide because I just ain't got the energy. <laughs> it's like, B, you ain't got no time to be going back and recorrecting nothing. Mm -hmm. So you just be okay, change these two things and we're going to rock with it. Right. <laughs> right? But so I'm going to tell you, like, some, there are times I let my guard down, but there some stuff got to be tweaked. Yeah. Okay? There are just some non-negotiables. Non -negotiables. And I think that because of the demand that we have for KQ with us relaunching and, like, for me, tax season and all these other different components in my life, I ain't got time. So I don't really have no choice, right? So I'm learning the hard way, but my skin be crawling if it ain't right. <laughs> Girl, listen, I used to be cringing when Bree used to tell me something about Canva. I'm like, this is all foreign language to me until I didn't have no other choice. And I was like, look, I know how to change this. Okay, I just press this and switch this out. Oh, all right. Drop it on Canva. I could, I could fix it if I don't like it. I could change it if I, oh, whatever. Make me some templates. I know the language now. At first, all that was foreign language to me. As a business owner, I only focused on the business. I was never into graphics. I was like... I threw my website together like most entrepreneurs, y'all. Like everybody want to show up as polished and like they've been doing it and everything been all on their own. Nope. Nothing was all on my own. I had a team and we grew together. I've been working with Bree since 2018, probably before that, 2016, somewhere around there. And we've been working together on several of my businesses and she gets it right. If she don't get it right, I'm turning her around and I'm like, hey, what's going on? I don't like this. Let's bring it back a notch. Let's change this. I don't care. We got to get on an eight-hour Zoom call to get it right. Once we finish, it's going to be right. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm particular like that, so. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this question, Draco. So, um, I know you were talking about delegation. Mm -hmm. And so, whether whatever stage they're in, when, when somebody's trying to go to that next level, um, what all do you think that they need? Um, when they're doing delegation, you know, with the help. Now, I know graphic designer, content um, creator, you know, um, copywriter. What are your suggestions on, you know, as a team with somebody that's trying to build a team? Um, I would say my suggestions when you're delegating, know what you want to delegate, not just say, hey, I need you to do this. Actually have, for instance, when I hired or when I promoted people, I gave them descriptions. This is your role. These are the things that I'm expecting of you, right? So that was a, a huge part of it. And initially I didn't have that. But once somebody asked me about it, let me get on it. So I'm like, okay, I hired, well, I promoted first. And then I, they said, okay, so what is, you know, what you expect us to do? And it's like, you already kind of doing it, but okay, you're right. Let me write it. Let me put it in black and white. Let you actually know what you're supposed to be doing so that I can hold you accountable if you're not doing what you need to be doing or as discussed. If you're not playing your role in your position, then here's, let's go back to the drawing board and say, hey, do you see this paragraph here? Um, do you see this here? This is what you're supposed to be doing. So when I send it over to you, I need, I don't need you to say, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to be doing that. I don't need you to put that off. I don't need that to be a back burner. Um, situation for you. I need you to get on it with urgency because this is your job anyway. 
And I think a lot of times we try to delegate stuff, but we don't tell people what to do. That's just like telling your kid, oh, go wash the dishes. Nowadays, the kid's going to wash the dishes. They're not going to dry them and put them up and do... You say wash them. That's it, right? Got to go put the dishes in the dishwasher. (laughs) And that's it. That's it. That's exactly it. But they're getting washed. In their mind, they're saying, it's getting washed. You ain't tell me I had to hand wash them and hand dry them and hand put them up. But if I say that up front that I need you to hand wash these dishes, hand dry them, put them up in the cabinet, then it's going to get done that way. You have to delegate the right way. Actually know what you want them to do, how you want it done, and then you'll be able to hold them accountable for it. Also, actually holding them accountable for it. I think we talked about this the other day. And it's like, we say all these things, we put all these procedures and and stuff in play, but we're not actually implementing, holding the people accountable. We're letting stuff slide, we're letting things pass, and then it's like, okay, I'm going to just do it myself. Just like you said, as far as working with with web designers or or content creators, you'll let it slide, you go tweak it yourself. When in actuality, you pay them for this service, they need to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Or if there's there's over the revisions that y'all you um you're allowed, then you need to get on a phone call and say, hey, something's not working with the back and forth of the revisions. Let's hop on Zoom. Let's hop on a call so I can look at what you're doing and I can give you some type of vision of what I need. And then the next call will be okay. Check it's approved. Versus us going back and forth and saying, hey, change this check to this color. Hey, that's not my exact hex codes. Hey, that's not the font that I want. You don't have to keep going back and forth every time or every month with that same person when you could just let them know up front hey this is what i have this is all my information and it's already there it's already cut and dry for them that's one um i would say the other part is making sure you or afford can you making sure you can afford what you're asking somebody to do, if that makes sense. Like you paying them a certain amount, don't have them with a whole ton of work that they need to do, a whole ton of things that you know you couldn't even accomplish within that same time frame. Like make it reasonable. You know what I mean? So a lot of people like to say, oh, I need an assistant just to put off work on the assistant versus the assistant really coming in and helping you get organized on everything that you need to do. Because now it's like, pulling needles out of a haystack and that's why you keep running through assistance or you have a high turnover of people because your expectations are unrealistic and now you're trying to delegate them on something that you don't even want to do something that might not even be necessary in a company like what what are we doing here we need something that's going to actually work and give concrete concrete results you know what i mean so i think that's two of the things that we really fail at when we're trying to start delegating it and building a team let me um piggyback off of that, right? So in terms of myself and my my other one of my other businesses, of course, we have an assistant during the during the season, right? And I think like what you said, job descriptions are like what you need to do in black and white is very important. Um, but apart from that, you know, you get assistance so that you can focus on money producing activities. Yep. Okay. Revenue generating activities. Money producing activities. If you have somebody to do your busy work, right? And you have it on black and white, what they supposed to be doing, how it's supposed to be done. While you go focus on X, Y, and Z, bringing in money, focusing on new clientele, new people, what have you. They should be doing all of the things that you you don't have time to do. Things that take hours on hours. So I just wanted to add that too, because I think that that is very important. I'm just going to get no assistant just to say, you know, I got to be an assistant. Yes. 
Yes. Yes. Make sure you're doing things so that you can go focus on the business. So you can get out of the business and focus on the business. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you said that. That's keys. Y'all need to drop Mm -hmm. some gems in the comments. Y'all real quiet. We're going to play a game in a second. (laughs) But go ahead, Cheryl. You want to piggyback on B? Yeah, and making sure that your business can actually pay for it, right? Um, making sure that your business income is t- is producing, is paying for the work that's being produced by somebody else. Because um, that's important, you know. Um, you want to make sure that you have that revenue coming in. Mm-hmm. Especially as, um, as you get ready to scale your business, right? Um, there, there are different things that you have to do. Um, like B said, with busy work. Social media is busy work. It really is. You know, commenting... Um, with people, um, following people, different things like that. Those things are not generating income for you. So just right. be real specific about what it is that you need somebody to help you with. Um, but also be realistic, like realistic, like um, Drika said, knowing how much time it takes to do a certain thing. Mm-hmm. Because that's one of the things that I had in the beginning. I would have VAs and I'm like, I need you to do this. And they doing a certain amount of hours. And I'm like, look, Everything I'm asking you to do, I know how to do it myself. Right. I know how much time it takes to do it. it. Right. I know how much I'm going to pay for it. And so we're not going to play those games. I'm not on, You're not going to just play games on the clock, um, you know, just because you want to, you know, make some money on the time that I'm paying you. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I will add to that, as an entrepreneur, when you're part-time and you're still working on somebody's job, make sure you have integrity. Make sure you have integrity and be fully committed to your job, right? Because what you sow, you will reap. So when you go full-time in your business and you're hiring people in your business, right? Those seeds that you were sowing, being all over the place, doing your business, not worried about doing your job, right? That's going to come back to you. And so just be real mindful on what you do while you're a part-time entrepreneur trying to scale to be a full-time entrepreneur. That's so oh, true. That's so true. That's, well, that's the truth. That's yep. the truth. And and I, and I can say it from experience, right? When I first, before I got laid off, I was like, "Man, I'm ready to get off this job. I, I'm ready to quit." Right? Mm-hmm. I don't give. A, I don't care what what they doing. Like I'm just gonna do what I do. I'm putting my do my stuff on the side, right? <laughs> and <laughs> not worry about it. And I ended up getting laid off. But as I got back and I started hiring people, I started to see that in my own business, right? Mm-hmm. From the people that I was hiring. Mm-hmm. So that matters. So you just got to be real. Um, keep that integrity at the forefront. So that's what I would suggest. I love that. And not only that, when you have integrity on a job, you definitely going to have integrity in your business. And for me, I feel like that's important because we have clients all the time that come to us and they're like, you can't give me a little more on my taxes or you can't do this and you can't do that. And I'm like, no. So I, I know about the integrity piece of it. You know what I mean? I'm saying? So they might they might be used to going somewhere that when people might add something or add a little bit of that, sprinkle a little bit of fraud here and <laughs> on, on their taxes. So now they come here and the expectation is completely changed because they already know, oh, I know you're not even going to. I ain't even gonna ask you because y'all too y'all too legit over here. I'm not. I know you're not doing this. I know you're not gonna add nothing on. I know you're gonna take care of me. I know I'm not gonna get audited. <laughs> yeah, I might not know about that too legit. She said too legit. I know both of y'all look young. <laughs> oh, MC Hammer. We know, okay, we know a little something. We know a little something. <laughs> So before we play the game, y'all, I want y'all to talk about Compound Queens, how it got started, what is it, and how can people join? 
Okay, gotcha. So, go ahead, B. I'll talk about uh, how we got started, right? So, Cheryl and I, been, Cheryl spoke a little bit about it earlier. Uh, we were both in a network marketing business or company, and um, we, the lady introduced me to Cheryl, like, hey, you gonna stick with her for this conference, and she gonna take care of you, and I'm still up here looking like, I don't know this lady. You know, I'm just, like, I don't know this lady, like, I'm grown, like, what she mean she gonna take, you know? So I was like side eyeing Cheryl a little bit, like, I don't know her, you know, don't know her, no, and never really talked to her like that outside of, you know, conference calls and stuff. Um, we said during a whole eight hour conference, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think I probably said two or three words to Cheryl. I think I was looking around, looking crazy because I, it was new, a new environment for me. So I just wasn't feeling it. Um, outside of that, you know, the person that we were working with, like Cheryl said, didn't have a lot of integrity, right? And we were kind of, I'm like, let me call this lady because she been working with this lady a little bit longer than me. And I'm trying to see if she feeling what I'm feeling, right? And uh, Cheryl was like, yeah, like we're on the same page. And so, you know, this person didn't really want us to connect, didn't want us to talk, didn't want us to hang with each other outside of that business, outside of those calls. And it's like, like, lady, you know, like, I can't have friends. Like, like the girl, I understand it. What you mean? I can't talk to this person. What the hell are you talking about? Okay, go ahead. Right. <laughs> so, by then, I was like, hey, dude, hey, hey, this ain't crazy. Like, sure, y'all about to stand up of me. Y'all ain't never seen before. Right? And so we went through a course of drama and just back and forth with her until we just decided to disconnect completely. But during that, mm -hmm. you know, Cheryl and I, you know, these were daily phone calls, right? Because we were both in a point in our lives where we were still full-time entrepreneurs. Um, you know, I had just recently lost my job, too, from my corporate job. Not that I lost, but yeah, I can say I basically lost my job from corporate. So I was like, I'm just, I'm thinking that I, I can do it on my own, what have you. <laughs> we were both really successful in the business that we were in. Right. And it just took for us to walk away from that income because of the integrity. Right. So he's talking about walking away from four or five, six thousand dollars a month that we were making, you know, that was equivalent, right, to what we needed, what we felt like we needed in that moment in our lives. And that was a lot, you know, to walk away from that. And so to just have Cheryl as a backbone, as a sister, somebody to talk to every day while we was going through our walls, our transition, we was like, we need to start a business together. Right. And it needs to be to help women in entrepreneurship mm -hmm. to help shorten the learning curve. Because like you said earlier, a lot of people, they try to start their business and they want it to all look pretty. They, they don't want to start selling nothing to their logo, right? To their website, right? All of this other stuff put together. And we wanted to be able to help people shorten their learning curve. If you have somebody that's telling you exactly what you need to do because they've already been there, done that. Right, that could tell a, a small business entrepreneur, somebody that's new in business, or even somebody that's not and that's just trying to learn something new. Mm -hmm. Y'all, I'm in Texas too, my allergies. But <laughs> you have the not the COVID you know, these people that want to learn. <laughs> Girl, you have these women that want to learn, right? And so, for a lot of people that we were connected to at the time, they were working a full time job and full time entrepreneurs because they were making money in their businesses, putting in a lot of work, but they're spending too much time trying to build a website and that's not their forte, right? They're spending too much time trying to make labels for their body butter and that's not even your lane, right? You work a job, pay somebody to do that so that when you get off, that's one less thing you got to do. You ain't got to take two weeks to make a label. Right. You can pay somebody to do 
the day, right? And so Cheryl and I originally for Compound Queens, we were in a direction of just, you know, having meetups, you know, monthly meetups, just networking with women, and then COVID happened. And so we had to completely pivot. Like we had set up our business plan, all these things. We had found some areas in Dallas and Houston. We were going to do these conferences. We had reached out to some people and COVID hit. That put a complete spin in everything that we were doing. Mm -hmm. And we had to pivot, right? And with that pivot, it was like we were set to launch. Like, you know, in 30 days from the time that COVID hit, we had to push our launch back another six, seven months down the line mm -hmm. just to kind of reorganize some things to accommodate the economy. And we were like, okay, how are we going to get these women online? Right? right. Sure, you got like thousand followers. Amongst all my pages, I got about two, three thousand. Well, how are we going to get these people to go to Compound Queen's Instagram? And um, it just, you know, came from us going live, being genuine, um, talking from our personal experiences. We talked about mom topics a lot too back mm -hmm. then. Like, what y'all, mamas, what are y'all doing with this work to teach the kids at home <laughs> with the laptops? Like, I got two kids in kindergarten, one in kindergarten, one in pre K, and they got laptops and Chromebooks. Like, how am I supposed to work full time and do that right. full time? <laughs> so, we did that. We connected. We met a lot, a lot of women. Um, and here recently, we have just relaunched again um, um, for the second time for KQ. This time, we were really, really happy with our results. Um, we learned that although we are fluent in a lot of different areas in business, we pay money, you know, to learn different things. Um, we just couldn't do it by ourselves. So this go around, you know, we went and found us some strong leaders, women of God, women in their businesses full-time. Even if they're working a job, they still work in their businesses full-time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, making money and just doing their thing, right? And this go wrong. We wanted genuine people, right? We wanted to only be connected. And I think the first time I talked to Drake, I hit Drake up on Instagram. Like, hey, you free to talk, <laughs> like today? Yep, I was in the nail <laughs> shop. I remember that. <laughs> I, and I don't even think I told sure. I just hit you up. Like, okay, we're going to do some tax. We need somebody for taxes, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, let me hear her. You know, she's talking about this and she got class. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So <laughs> I called Drinker up. She dropped her number in a DM. I boom, call within five minutes. And I'm like, hey, you know, I've been following you on social media. Probably had been a week or two. Consistently was seeing her posts, you know, very positive. I seen the girl had a billboard. I'm like, oh, sister girl got going on <laughs> in New Orleans, right? Um, but not only that, you know, I had an opportunity to go watch some of your lives because you used to go live then too. Mm -hmm. um, and just to get a feel of your personality, which I always tell people it's important to do that because people don't buy products and services, they buy people. Right. So if I see you go live, that's a gem. Like Y'all better drop them in the comment. That's that's a gem. Sit if I see time, your live, I like your personality, and you somebody I can mingle with and connect with, then I'm going to reach out to you for questions, services, what have you. I'm going to do business right. with you. And so with Compound Queens, we did that not only for Drika, but for about nine other women in different industries. Uh, we have one lawyers. We got a graphic designer person. Um, we have a fashion um, Events, fashion coach, right? Coaches, everything. Wealth management, right? So we have all of these different things. Let me not forget the faith, faith coach. That's Cheryl, right? And uh, we have a life purpose coach because people <laughs> forget about faith and they forget about their life and yes. what, what their purpose in their businesses once they get their business started because they in their business working hard in their business and they ain't got time to think about nothing else 
right? So we, we made sure to provide those type of outlets within our community and um, now being able to collaborate with about nine different businesses right now and counting because we have some more people coming in next month. Um, but, you know, we're just really excited to be able to just help with women shorten the learning curve, be a part of our community where we give away scholarships. Uh, we do live coaches where we're teaching people the game, giving gems like this right within the leadership, allowing the people in the, in the community to ask questions. Yep, I think we have one tonight like, right at 830. Yes, ma'am. Miss Drinker came and dropped their knowledge about taxes. Okay. <laughs> showed up and showed out. Um, but that's, you know, that's good stuff. And a lot of times people don't know what they need. They just wait till the end of the year and show up at the tax office with a box of receipts. Like, oh, I had a business and I got my gas receipts. Mm -hmm. Like, lady, you ain't got no, what you bringing me gas for? <laughs> okay. I, I, right, Drinker, you know what I'm talking about. Like, Ma'am, you, you, you just got out of Uber. You do, you, you do have, but you said you ain't spend no money on supplies. I'm trying to understand. Yeah. Trying to make it make sense. We get it all right. Mm -hmm. So I'll let Sean talk about it too. But that's that's the that was the the just a, a compound queens of how we got started. Yep. And so like B said, um, we are a community. So as an entrepreneur, right, sometimes you may be the only entrepreneur in your family. And you don't know nobody with that like-minded mindset. And so that's really important with the community because you're able to connect with other women that are just like you. They may look like you. They may think like you. But you're also able to get the tools and the resources. Like if I had something like this when I first got started, I would be jamming on year nine. This is my year nine, which I, 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 I am where I'm supposed to be at right now, right? Mm -hmm. And I am scaling my business. But I would, be, I would have been a lot further if I would have had somebody saying, hey, look, you need to make sure you have this, 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 and this all in one place. Mm -hmm. Because I was that person that would go to YouTube University mm -hmm. and try to figure everything out. And then I would go to my best friend, Google, that I couldn't find on YouTube University and try to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, the community is like a one stop shop. It's like Target. I like to think of Target because I ain't going to even say Walmart. Yeah. Walmart, you know, Walmart is. I don't even say by Target. Target is the top of the top, right? I love luxury. When you go into Target, you think of an experience, right? Mm -hmm. Their their carts are even nicer than Walmart. The atmosphere is nicer than Walmart. And so when I think about that, it's a one-stop shop. You go into Target, you can go get something for your food, you know, for your body, to put food in your body, clothes, shoes, Everything that you need is all in one place. Mm -hmm. And that's what Compound Queens is, right? And so it's a blessing to be able to have the scholarships. Because sometimes as a business owner, when you're just getting started, you don't have the money to buy a website. Mm -hmm. You don't have the money to get the logo. You don't have the money to do some of the things that you need, right? And so in the community, you'll be able to get that opportunity to win a scholarship. A scholarship is just that extra money where you say, okay, I want to see what I can do so that I can win this scholarship and we have that available to you guys. And so, like Drika said, we got all different people inside of the community. I love it because it's an amazing community. We have beautiful women and it's affordable. You know, um, our prices are the introduction prices. Let me say that because we're going to go up. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we're going to go up is because we know what value we have. Right. right. We decided to do an introductory price so that people can get in. They can see how amazing it is. Right. And so those that come in right now, you're going to be locked in at that price. Right. And that's going to be fire. 
because mm-hmm. when we go up, you still get all of the good stuff for the same price. So it's just good to have that one-stop shop where you can get everything that you need, learn different ideas of how to market your business. Um, one of the people that we have is my daughter, actually. She is the baker. And so she is going to be teaching on different ways to add customer service with baked goods in your business. Mm-hmm. Nobody's teaching it online. At least I don't think so. I don't right. think I saw that. Right? Well, I don't really and see so, people talk about customer service much at all. They don't. But it's the it's one of the most important pieces in your business, if mm-hmm. I can give any advice. Customer service is going to be a thing that can make you or break you. Yep. Customer service, I'm going to say that again. That's a gem. Make you or break you because see, if you do an amazing job for somebody, they're going to go everywhere and praise your name on social media. I was able to do this, this, and this from D Cheryl Mazik from compound Queens from Carter and associates. Right. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you do the wrong thing, they're going to go on those same platforms and say, girl, don't you ever go to this, this, and this, because they ain't going to do such and such right. So it's really important to make sure that your customer service is on point. No, we're not perfect, but you want to make sure that when something does happen, you have the procedures of how to overcome that, how to make sure that they are happy, right? Happy wife, happy life. I'm going to say that. Happy customer, happy business, right? So you just got to make sure that you have um, that in place. And those are some of the things that you will learn inside of the community. And so um, I think B covered pretty much everything in regards to the community, how you can get connected, right? I'll let you, uh, you want to talk about how you can get connected, B? Well, <clears throat> I want to just tell you guys, too, about the leaders that we have coming in the month of May and June, because I'm really excited about that part, right? We have a copywriter that's coming, right, for those people that need to get their emails together, um, a t-shirt person with embroidery or custom designs, a business funding, which a lot of people are questioning, like, how do yes, I reach out to investors? How do I get grants? Different things like that. I have somebody that is interested in, in being a leader uh, for their real estate, right? You got all these people want to invest in real estate right now, but they don't know how. They got money, but they don't know what to do. They're trying to go get a license, and that's not even necessary. Uh, business credit, personal credit, a makeup artist. Right, because some of y'all go live and everybody don't need makeup, but you got to make sure when you go to your photo shoots and you're going to do your own makeup, you better know what to do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> go up there with one eyebrow looking different than the other, <laughs> right? So we're going to have a makeup artist that's going to be doing some uh, like teaching us in the community, right? How to, how to perfectly draw good eyebrows. You can be with the mirror on the live or whatever, and them helping us and teaching us, giving us tips, right, about everyday makeup wear. That's good. Um, a photographer, videographer, uh, cybersecurity, which I know for a lot of businesses oh, is very yes. important. Protecting your customers, debit card information, their personal information, right? And then a social media manager. So that that was about, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's another 10 people, right, that'll be joining over the next 30 to 60 days, uh, in the community as as a part of the leadership in addition to what we already have. So you're talking about 20 people giving you free advice. Well, it ain't free. Cause well, it ain't free, but it's, it's dirt cheap. It's literally. It's literally like the value of, you know, you pay iTunes on Apple $9.99 a month, right? And you can download whatever song you want versus paying a dollar, $2 per song per month. Correct. It's literally Correct. that. And I always tell people, 
Even you gonna get lawyer advice for fifty dollars? Cause the lawyers that we got in our community, I mean, <laughs> they up there talking about uh, trademarks, you know, uh, and all of business this law. They law. answer your questions. They're not <laughs> saying. Book a consultation, then I'll answer it. They're answering on the spot. We're all answering on the spot. We give an encouragement on mornings. You can go meditate with Cheryl. You can go fasting with Cheryl. Like all of these things are things that I have personally experienced before signing on to Compound Queen. So for the first one, no, you can say whatever one. one it is. Recognition or money. Uh, I would say for me, I like recognition. Right, like my my old wall used to have all my accolades and, and stuff. Right, I like to be recognized for my hard work, and the money will come. That's how I. That's how like I feel too. Which, what about you, Cheryl? Break the tie. I'm with her as well. I'm with her as well. You know, because <laughs> I've never been about the money. You know, with the recognition, um, the money will come. It will come. It's all about serving for me. The more you serve, the more you'll be able to get the recognition. The more you serve, the more money you're gonna get. So yeah. Okay, I like recognition. I got some in the comments. What y'all think? Y'all like recognition or y'all like money? So, for instance, if you work a job, would you, would you prefer to get a bonus or would you f prefer to get a certificate with a free week off or a free week weekend trip or something like that? Would you like the recognition or do you want the money? Now, it's different with a job. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the money. Okay, giving the money. I don't need the recognition. Okay. <laughs> wait, I need to wait. <laughs> I want my money. I want the bonus, the paycheck, the overtime. The, <laughs> you know, I want all my stuff. Okay, if I got to give my, my cash, money. money in my hand. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all, would y'all prefer for someone to give you a house, your dream house, or your dream car? I'm going to go with house. Uh, the car depreciating value from the time you drive it off the lot. I'm going to go with the asset with the house. Go ahead, <laughs> B. <laughs> I think I would say a car, right? Because I don't even know if I want to be in the house. I, I think I, you know, I want to go give me a penthouse somewhere where I can oversee the city. I, you know, I want a yard work and all that. You know, I ain't got no husband or none of that, so I don't know. I probably. But it's so much you could do with the house, B. It's so much you could do. This your dream house, house wait, but you know your dream's gonna change, right? But this your dream house for free. Titles clear. Yeah, what you want? It's my truth. You want a car? <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. All right, I see a couple of houses in the comments. All right, next question. Do you prefer, would you prefer to be an instant millionaire or debt-free? Debt-free. I'm going to go with debt-free, too. Debt-free. Y'all know my answer, debt-free, of course. What y'all think my in the comments? Is because instant even though you're an instant millionaire, if you're an instant millionaire, if you don't know how to spend your money, you're going to be back broke, right? So I would say the debt-freedom. And if you don't make your million, you don't know how to make it back. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, it depends. Cause some most of the time, y'all, when people get money and they've never had money, they're gonna spend it either way. That money gonna, so you're gonna still get in more debt. Anyway. And they go on the IRS because they ain't know how to spend it. They ain't know they how to spend it. They ain't pay taxes on it. So, yeah, they're going to have a hefty tax bill. Then they're going to have a tax lien. And all of those other things that go with it. 
And then they ain't gonna have a house to live in that stuff that they spent for the millions. Bruh. And then they gonna be homeless. So it's a whole trickle effect. <laughs> this is why you need to be in compound queens because we're gonna tell you what to do with your money. <laughs> so you can be. <laughs> Come on now. So you can be debt free and become a millionaire. You ain't gotta wait. All right, boom. Next question Would you prefer to wing it or are you. Preferring to do a routine every day. Do you like to do a routine or do you like to just wing it? Like, I'm about to hop on and I'm just winging it. Okay, it depends on the season. You only got to pick. Nope, you got to pick one. You got to pick one. You got to pick one. I would say routine. I have to go with routine. I would probably go with routine too. Because when you winging it, you be all over the place. (laughs) So I would say routine. I don't do, y'all. I ain't going to lie. I like to wing it. Mm-hmm. I like to wing it. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I don't get nothing accomplished when I wing it. Nothing. Nothing. All right. That's how I be in the watching net. I get in the bed and watch Netflix quick with ice cream or something. If I start winging it, I ain't gonna be productive. All right. Well, I got two more, y'all. Two more. R and B or rap? Rap. <laughs> That's why you, my girl. I like. R&B, you know, <laughs> R&B or a little um, blues, you know, but you said R&B and blues rap. Blues was I not a, R&B. and y'all, y'all tell Cheryl she got a pass. And I'm, I'm difficult, <laughs> R&B. <laughs> rap, me, please. Rap, you I already know, rap. if y'all know me, it's rap always, always going to be I rap. know, Drinka do like rap. I love rap, I do. All right, last one, y'all, heels or flats? Oh, flats all day, every day, baby. <laughs> heels is for the bird. I used to wear heels all the time. Give me some flats. I wear heels every day. If I had somewhere to go every day. Somebody say rapping in the car, R&B vibes in the house. No, you got to pick one. All right, heels or flats. One or the other. I'm definitely a flats person. I'm going with slides all the time. All right, I see a lot of flats. Baby, them heels is overrated. I love it. It's so crazy because you know we as kids we wanted to wear heels so bad now we adults and we like make sure you get my because flat. we ain't know <laughs> we ain't know we ain't know but now that we know when you know better you do better for the women who Phoebe hurt and their heels all the time if you know your Phoebe hurt it's this stuff in Walgreens or CVS it's like nothing cream you rub that on your feet you'll be good. Okay, you have to send that to me, sis. For so the now next you're going to have numb feet and... Oh, my God. You can't feel it, Drinka. It's just be tingling. But it don't bother, it don't bother me. I'll be wearing them heels in that photo shoot, baby. I'll be like, Lord Jesus, come on. Yeah, How many more photos we got tonight? We're bringing number cream. Okay? I'm going to get some fucking cream. Okay? I'm so weak. We thought it was cute. We did, y'all. We really did. We did. Until we time. got the feet to match the shoe size. Whew. And then we was like, mm-mm. It's overrated. <laughs> All right, y'all. Tell them where to find y'all. This was very bomb. If y'all enjoyed tonight, please drop some fire in the comments. Make sure you follow Cheryl and Brandy and also Compound Queens. If you're interested, you can click the link in my bio or you can click the link that is pinned below. So join Compound Queens. Tell them where they can find y'all. Okay, for Compound Queens, you can go to compoundqueens.com. 
Um, that's our website. If you would like to join the community, um, right now, if you join our community, we just had a free five day business challenge. You'll have access to all of those recordings inside of the community. So um, you can go click the link in our bio or you can click the pin link to join the community. Make sure you go follow us on KQ, well, not KQ, but Compound Queens on Instagram. If you click the contact button, that will allow you to opt into our text marketing where we can give you some encouraging words throughout the week. And we'll also keep you informed on everything Compound Queens. Um, for me, if you would like to follow me and connect with me, my personal Instagram is the underscore Cheryl Mazik, and that's C-H-E-R-Y-L-M-A-Z-I-Q-U-E. Um, I would love to um, connect with you. And if you would love a faith, faith coach, you can click the link in my bio, and I can help you with that as well. Go ahead, B. So let me add that add something to this too. If you are tuning in and you are uh, learned about Compound Queens through Drika, make sure you go to Drika's link in her bio so Sister Girl can get her affiliate cash, okay? Because we love making <laughs> sure we pay the ladies, right, <clears throat> for, for their contribution to our community, uh, you know. So how you can find me is, uh, clearly you guys can see my Instagram there, but it's Brandy with a Y-M-Walker. And um, you can click the link in my bio if you need a 15-minute clarity call or if you need to talk to me or reach out to me any kind of way. Uh, the link tree in my bio will give you all the information. All right, ladies. So one more thing before y'all leave. Leave us with a word of encouragement. One word, not a phrase, not a sentence. One word. <laughs> On the spot. <laughs> encouragement? Yes, okay. one word. Collaboration. I love it. Faith. Collaboration, faith, and my word is prosperity. Ooh. So we wish all three on everybody that joined this live and shared this live, even if y'all <laughs> watching the replay or listening to us on the Comma Convos podcast, be sure to connect with each of us. And also, if you're interested in joining Compound Queens, you already know how to do so. Thank y'all. Y'all have a good night. Thank you for having us, Streaker. You're welcome. Thank you.